Good morning. Welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths. This is a place where we're worshiping Jesus Christ. We're living out God's love. And we're transforming community by the Holy Spirit. I'd like to personally thank, just thank you. Thank you for showing up this morning. Um, we have a couple announcements. One of them is there's a annual meeting. Our annual meeting is next week. We would love to know if you're around because we'd like to feed you along with meeting together as a church family. So make sure you turn this into the back table if you're coming. Number of attending, your name. Um, there is, I emailed out that we were going to be live streaming today. That is not happening. We got to work out some kinks and some bugs. So there's live streaming coming soon. There's a thing posted on the YouTube page or our Facebook page or some page somewhere in the universe that uh, we're working out the kinks. We're working out the bugs, and uh, soon we'll be live streaming. So the main person behind that is a guy named Buzz Coslin. He has been, yeah, round of applause, yeah. I love that man. Oh, and by the way, I talked to him on Thursday. He's up in a rehab center. They're trying to retrain his body to swallow correctly. And so he's expected to go home uh, this Friday. So, um He's, he's chomping at the bit to get out of that place. You know, Buzz. Um, I have some bittersweet news. Uh, Kay Deer went into the kingdom triumphant this morning. And she is now worshiping at the throne of Christ. And uh, it's bitter because huge presence in this place. Um, it's sweet because she beat us all there. <laughs> um, yeah. This is a. My sermon's about just how important the church is. And this is one of those attributes that sets it apart. There's mourning in here, there's broken hearts. There's celebration. There's joy. There's all of it. And if you're wearing a mask, or if you feel like you have to put on a smiling face, I want to, on behalf of Scripture, Jesus Christ, say, you don't. You come in here, you're as you are. And God loves it. You don't clean yourself up to come to God. God takes you as is and cleans you up. Amen? Amen. Let's stand and worship our God. And actually, first I'll give us a call to worship. This comes from Psalm 15, and I'm reading out of the King James Version. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He or she that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his or her own heart. Let's worship the Lord. (laughs) 
And would the students and children please come forward? Good morning. Okay, we don't have any little ones and one student. Lucky you. (laughs) So in children's ministry, we've been talking about Sermon on the Mount. And last week and this week, we've been talking about worry. But I just passed them out. This is actually a puzzle. And we should be able to figure out what comes next. So while they're looking at that to see if they can figure out what comes next, I'll do a little bit of talking. And if you can see, it's not very apparent, in my opinion. So we've been reading through Matthew six nineteen to 34, which, when it comes to worry, it's God takes care of us. So, like, what are ways God takes care of us, right? We, um, our food, our shelter, our clothes... Our basics, um, he, he blesses us with extra and more activities. Um, and what are ways that we worry about finances, um, about our family, about our safety, about our health. But God takes care of us. We don't need to worry. So were you guys able to figure out the puzzle? What pattern comes next? What should be next? gosh that's really good okay well that's unusual you messed up my sermon no (laughs) that's okay that's really talented I'm, I'm impressed so the idea is you're supposed to take a blank piece of paper or fold it in half and then you could see the pattern they're actually numbers that are just um uh, mirrored, mirrored numbers. So the next uh, number in the sequence is eight, mirrored. But we needed this, many of us, not all of us, needed this blank piece of paper to see the next uh, step in the pattern in the sequence. And God is equivalent to this blank piece of paper, right? So he is, the, as this is the key to figuring out this sequence, God is the key to figuring out our worry. Yeah, we take it to him in prayer, we talk to him, we, we thank him, and we, we wait on him, and we work through it and wrestle with him. So I think we're going to stay for praise next, as we normally go out to our, our separate rooms, but we're going to stay for praise, and then we'll exit. I'll pray us out really quick. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time where we could get together. We appreciate the student we have this morning, and we pray for the rest of our children and our students, that you keep them safe and healthy and filled with your spirit. In your son's name we pray, amen.
your house Better is one day in your course Than thousands elsewhere Thousands elsewhere One thing I ask And I would see To see
God said, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin. Join with me now in the prayer of confession. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have refused to hear the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Know that God is gracious and just and forgives all who repent and turn from their sin. Recall the words of Scripture. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. It is Christ who said, I will never leave or forsake you. God has promised to hear our prayers and forgive our sins. So we come to Christ and there find assurance that in confessing our sin, we are forgiven. We can begin again and live for God, for in Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God.
Thank you so much. That ministered to me. That's a... Wow. That's excellent. Um, What a comforting truth, right? God is in his holy temple. And that's so reformed. That was a theologically correct song, which is phenomenal. I like when that happens, right? And we're raised up with him now. And that's where we're in Ephesians... And Paul has just shared with us that we had this, there was this dilemma. There was this problem of we got a Hebrew nation, the Jews, that were promised to be the people of God. And now the Savior has come, and we have all these Gentiles who are now placed in this family of God. And Paul says he doesn't just combine them. He actually, God creates a new humanity in Christ Jesus that envelops both. And then he picks up, we're reading in Ephesians chapter 3, starting in verse 1. This is the reason that I, Paul, am a prisoner for Christ Jesus. For the sake of you, Gentiles, for surely you have already heard of the commission of God's grace that was given to me for you, and how the mystery was made known to me by revelation. As I wrote above in a few words, a reading of which will enable you to perceive my understanding of the mystery of Christ. In former generations, This mystery was not made known to humankind as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That is, the Gentiles have become fellow heirs, members of the same body, and sharers in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel I have become a servant according to the gift of God's grace that was given me by the working of his power. Although I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to me to bring to the Gentiles the news of the boundless riches of Christ and to make everyone see what is the plain What is the plan of the mystery, hidden for ages in God, who created all things, so that through the church, the wisdom of God in its rich variety might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose that he has carried out in Jesus our Lord, in whom we have access to God in boldness and confidence through faith in him. I pray, therefore, that you may not lose heart over my sufferings for you, my sufferings for you, they are your glory. This is the word of the Lord. Join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I 
confess, I don't even want to be up here right now. I want to be crumpled in a ball mourning my friend Kay Deer. But I pray that you would preach your word through me. My, my, may my words fall to the ground and be forgotten. May your words penetrate even the hardest parts, my own even, and change everyone in here forever. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, starts off identifying himself as a prisoner for Christ. And this is a bookend. This little passage that actually is like two sentences with an introduction and a, and a, and a, um, and a conclusion. Like he bookends that he's in jail and the suffering is for them. What, is, what does it tell you that... I remember I was talking to a congregant last week and they said, uh, stop asking us questions <laughs> because I feel like I'm being pop quizzed. And I try and drop my head and, you know, I, don't call on me. Don't call on me. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm asking these questions. I'm not trying to trip anybody up. I'm, I'm, I'm asking these questions out loud because it, it keeps me focused and back onto the text. What does it say? You're hearing my inner dialogue. What does it say that he has two sentences and there's 13 verses? Um, it says that he's passionate. It says that he's on a roll. He, sa- he starts making up words in the middle of this. That's awesome, okay? He's the guy, he reminds you of me, right? Who's, who's made up words? <laughs> me. Right there, Brian has two. Thank you for not leaving me alone here, Brian. Okay, so the first sentence is those first six verses. He says th- mystery three times. In Greek, mystery is different than in English. Mystery is uh, Angela Lansbury, or you know, like Murder She Wrote. It has a, in English, it's got a darkness to it, right? Yes or no? Sorry, I guess I am asking you to respond. So sorry, I failed right there. Um, but not in the Greek. In the Greek, it's the unveiling. It's like uh, it's revelation. It's um, John Stott says this, uh, different than in English. It's. It's a truth hitherto, he's a Brit, hitherto hidden from human knowledge or understanding, but now disclosed by the revelation of God. The mystery in Scripture is something that was once hidden, but through the revelation of God, not any of our doing, but God acting upon us, revealing. Oh, aha! This is, the lights are on, you know, it's... Boom, the puzzle pieces fall together. Um, do you remember in the 80s? I think it was in the 80s. You would stare at those things that had the wavy lines. Could anybody see those? Of course, of course, Sharon could. <laughs> I could never see them. What's the trick? Cross your eyes and think of seven? I don't know. I didn't know the, I didn't know the answer. But Paul says... No, there's been this mystery of how the Jews and the Gentiles would fit together. And it came together in an unusual and beautiful way in Christ. And he says some huge truths. Um, In the Greek, he says, okay, this is the mystery. And this is in verse 6. And... In the Greek, it's, there's a, there's a, what's on the front of the word? Prefix? 
sin. Sin. It's like a, a sigma, eta, n. Uh, what's n? N, maybe. I don't know. But it's all three of them. It's co. It's co. We are co-heirs in Christ. And actually, we are concorporate. That's probably a better translation of we are one body. We are concorporate. We are co-sharers. Huge truth. And he says, my task, God has revealed this to me, and my task, well, first he says in verse 7, he points out that He's a servant. Um, the word there, doulos, servant, slave. He's a servant. He uses that all the time. And then he says, the very least. I, I, this was cool. I learned in the, the commentary. Um, he actually, this is where he makes up a word. He takes the superlative, alakistos, least or smallest, and does what is impossible linguistically, but possible theologically. He turns it into a comparative. Ella Christista Teros. Leaster. Or less than the least. And he compounds it. Because in Latin, Paulos is small. His name is small. So he says, no, I'm the least of the leastest, least, least. Least he least. His humility is off the charts, right? He's, he's trying to bring focus. Marsha, at the end of your emails, that's awesome. That was, everybody, that was, everybody's awake because I was really impressed with you all. Whoa, there's papers flying everywhere. I get the papers. But the bottom of your, less of, isn't it less of me, more of Jesus? That's one of your favorites. I love that because that's Paul right here. Less of me, more of Jesus. And he says, I'm the least of the least of the leastest. And he says, I know this, though. I'm kind of the leastest, kind of silly, kind of small. But I know this. God revealed this mystery so that at first I'll make it known to the Gentiles. What's the mystery? We're co-heirs. We're co-concorporate. We're one body. We're sharers. All of those three in the promise. This new people took on the promise of Abraham. That's what he says in Romans, in his letter to the church at Rome. We're, we're united And um, he says, I'll make it known. I'm making it. That's, I know my task. Put one foot in front of the other. I'm going to make this mystery known first to the Gentiles. And then I'm going to make it to all. Panta. Everybody. All. 
all men, everything known, everyone. And then I said earlier that this passage is mainly about the church. It's mainly about us as the people of God. This new humanity. Because what's going to happen through us? We're going to make the mystery known to the heavenly authorities. What? Who's that? Who is that? There's, a, there's, a, there's some people that say that this is a political argument. I'm with this guy named John Stott. I don't think that's true. I think Paul's talking about the heavenly authorities. He's talking about angels. He's, he's introducing this, what theologian calls, the, the circle of divine communication. God reveals to Paul. Paul reveals to man and woman and the church. And the church then reveals to the angels. What? John Stott says, the angels learning from the church is like going to graduate school. We teach the angels things. Wow. Is that something that sneezes at? I don't think that's something that sneezes at. Let me read this. Where is it? This is the problem with the way I do things. Okay, 123. There it is. There's the least of the least. There it is. And there's this. The church as a multiracial... Oh, before I say that, that word... um, When it says... God's wisdom in its rich variety. Does it say that in the text? Has anybody got their Bible open? It says that in the text. The manifold wisdom in other translations. That word manifold. That word manifold, it actually means many colored. It's used to describe flowers and blankets woven together, rich colors. The church as a multiracial, multicultural community is like a beautiful tapestry. Its members come from a wide range of colorful backgrounds. No other human community resembles it. Its diversity and harmony are unique. It is God's new society. And the many-colored fellowship of the church is a reflection of the many-colored or many-splendored to use Francis Thompson's words, wisdom of God. I, I get lost in that sight for a second. Remember back in the garden, God makes Adam, says it's not good that he's alone. Why is he not good that he's not alone? The word there is structural. It's not structurally sound. One person can't be the image of a triune God. So he makes woman. 
cruises for a long time, makes, creates a relationship with humanity through the people of God, the Hebrews, sends the Savior, Jesus the Christ, to come to open the door for everybody. In come you and I. Paul's describing us. We're this beautiful tapestry of all these different personalities, all these different quirks, all these different reflections of how wise God is. Right? Mm. That wakes you up stronger than a cup of coffee. And then it rolls into verses 11 and 12. It's all a part of his eternal purpose. Paul doesn't go very far ever without mentioning who's in control of this place. God. Just like the song where the, the, the choir just sang to us beautifully. He's in his holy temple. It doesn't phase him. He's got it. And then he just kind of sweepingly says one of the most profoundly powerful statements ever written. Since we're this new, this new humanity, reflecting all these beautiful facets of our God, co-heirs, co-concorporate, co-sharers, We can go into the throne room of grace any time of the day. Anywhere. We can worship him anywhere. God is in his holy temple, and we rise up as a church to be in his presence. And then he does the second bookend. And he says, I'm in prison for your glory. How do we apply this? Well, the major lesson taught by the first half of Ephesians is the biblical centrality of the church. You and I are central to God's plan. Just a word. Every church and every place at every time is in need of reform and renewal. But we need to be be aware lest we despise the church of God and are blind of his work in history. I'm preaching to the choir, literally. (laughs) Don't give up on the church. Don't give up on the person to your right and don't give up on the person to your left. We're, we're this key facet to teaching even the angels. And then I'll leave us with a question. Are we learning to explore the riches of Christ? Are we exploring our co-ness? Are we exploring the fact that we're co-heirs We're members of the same body. We're sharers in the promise. Were our days filled with 
the mundane. I'd much rather have it be as Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, the former. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. You have united us, please unite us. Help us share. Help us lift one another up. Help us be who you've designed us to be. Help us celebrate the different facets of you, God, that are in our brothers and sisters in this room and in a part of this congregation, part of this family. Forgive us for the ways we've strayed. Unite us from here on out. And all God's people said. birthday boy that guy's Edson everybody say happy birthday one two three he's gonna bring up the no let's we'll sing over there okay everybody sing happy birthday to you Cornell, sometimes he's a little too quick on the draw. Man, that was fast. Okay. Uh, Since we don't pass the plate, it's technically not receiving. I'm just going to give thanks for how God is providing for each and every one of us and pray over this offering. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for providing for all of our needs, both as a congregation, as a new humanity like I just preached about, and also as individuals, families, you're a good, good God. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen. let's all stand and sing doxa.
Lord our God says through the prophet Isaiah, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Join me in prayer to our God who promises that he will never leave and never forsake us. Let us pray. Lord of all creation, we come before you this morning with heavy hearts. We can hardly believe the news. Our dear sister Kay has passed into the kingdom. And here, the news this morning is of another shooting in California yesterday, in Benedict Canyon, Los Angeles, leaving three young women dead. We are still feeling defenseless and saddened by the mass shootings this week in Monterey Park and Half Moon Bay. Father, we pray for your mercy. We pray for your comfort for the family and friends of those killed in these senseless slayings. May they feel your presence with them in their grief as they learn to navigate a future without their loved one. We pray for an end to gun violence. May it be so. This week also marked solemn remembrances. Three years since the helicopter crash that killed Kobe Bryant, his daughter, two Orange County students, and their family members. And 37 years ago this week, since the space shuttle Challenger exploded, killing all seven crew members. Be with all who grieve these losses, even years later, Lord Jesus. Be with each of us as we grieve the passing of our loved ones. We pray for your peace that surpasses all understanding, your tender mercies, and your comfort. Gracious God, we pray for the millions of people in most of our country experiencing Arctic temperature conditions, even in the South. We pray for their safety. Protect them, O Lord. Provide shelter and warmth during this very cold winter storm. We pray, too, for the city of Memphis and especially for the family of Tyree Nichols. May you comfort and sustain them. Glimpses of the recording of this horrible beating leave us feeling heartbroken and a little hopeless if we are honest. When will the violence end, O Lord? When will we treat each other as your beloved children created in your image? Search our hearts, Father, and cleanse us of any hatred that may exist and use us to be a part of your kingdom come. Where there is hatred, show us how to sow love. Merciful Lord, we look to our right and we look to our left, and too many of our brethren are unable to be here. 
Father, touch each one that they would know how much we love and miss them, how much they are a part of us even when they're not here. We pray for your hand of healing on Sam Allen, Jim Clark, Patty Ernest, Buzz Coslin, and Louis Lindsay. Loving Father, be with each one. Meet them in their deepest point of need. Give their doctors wisdom in their care. And touch each one with a fresh indwelling of your Holy Spirit today. In Jesus' name. We pray, too, for the family members and caregivers that are taking care of our loved ones. Give them strength and support from family, friends, and neighbors. Uphold them with your righteous right hand and provide for their own needs and health, we pray. Loving Lord, we pray for your hand of comfort and tender mercy on Bev and Dwayne Tolbert as they grieve the passing of their dear sister Kay. And we continue praying, Father, as you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand, if you are able, for our final hymn, Standing on the Promises.
Amen, right? Amen is amen right there. Actually, let's start on an application right away. Uh, And what I mean by that, right after the benediction, maybe even after the postlude, share, share. And not, not, not literally, you don't have to take the sweater off your back and share it with the person next to you. But share a story. Share how, what God's been teaching you. Share something that God has blessed you with lately. Or a valley that you're going through. Share a prayer concern. Share with somebody around you that you're not related to. Well, other than first family, because church is first family anyway. Got the same spirit. But now receive this morning's benediction. May God's face, may God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and your mind today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.